What's up, everyone? Thanks for joining us back over here at the Face the Heel podcast. Uh, Paul and I here ready to talk about everything that's happened over the last couple weeks. Uh, if you couldn't tell, we didn't do an Elimination Chamber recap last week because, honestly, after the pay-per-view was over, Paul and I looked at each other and went, really? That's That was the pay-per-view? Because uh, we, we were honestly both... I had no hopes going into that. I was like, all right, we're going to have two solid Elimination Chamber matches and we'll see where they're there. But honestly, it was just so fine. Like, I don't know. I honestly give the whole pay-per-view overall like a C-. Yeah, I remember being bored. Yeah, like one of the matches gets pulled because Lacey Evans is legitimately pregnant and they didn't fill that match. Uh, the Elimination Chamber matches were fine, but it kind of just felt like slightly glorified steel cage matches. Like nothing really, like nothing super insane happened. Like last year you brought up how, uh, who was it, Lindsay Dorado? Or was it? Grand Metal League that. Let's yeah, who literally like climbed up pretty much to the top of the cage and did a moonsault off or a flip off. Like, yeah, we had, I think, Jeff Hardy or Kofi came off the top of the cage, but this wasn't an exciting elimination chamber. The I don't even remember. Honestly, the <laughs> only thing that happened was the fact that they did the whole whoever won the SmackDown one immediately had a universal title match. He comes out. Oh, right, right. Uh, Daniel Bryan kind of gets snuffed out, and Ed shows up, spears him, and points at the WrestleMania sign. So... We now know both Royal Rumble winners are on SmackDown, so get owned Raw. Like nothing happening. We we say it on this podcast all the time. There's just nothing happening on Raw. There's no reason to watch Raw. Raw sucks. Yeah, like I'm trying to think of like something that happened that like honestly the only thing that's entertaining me is I think they're finally kind of doing something decent with Hurt Business. Like I feel like they're finally what they were supposed to be six months ago. Like, these ruthless, like, animals, like, that are just beating everyone up and doing what they want when they want. It's only taken them, what, a year now to get to that point? They just, I guess they did, they want to do something with Bobby Lashley or have it so that, like, Bobby Lashley can go after the main title. Well, that's what happened. Uh, to end of elim- Elimination Chamber, Miz cashes in Money in the Bank because Bobby Lashley destroys Drew McIntyre, and now we have a title match tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, night. that's what happened. And a lot of people yeah, believe... That yeah. was the big thing. You're right. I, that's embarrassing. I totally forgot how I just... I was... Okay, I remember being really upset because yeah, I thought that was, I was fine with incredibly, it. incredibly dumb having Miz as your WWE champion. Well, I think it's all a ploy because they're setting up Drew and Bobby at WrestleMania. I'm fine with... So, you're, so Bobby wins tomorrow. A lot of people believe Bobby wins tomorrow. I'm fine with that. Because you know what? Miz is the first... First ever. Double Grand Slam champ. I, I still can't believe that's actually... Like, I've never known... Like, never knew that. Like, because I was like, no, that can't be. And I've, I started looking up people. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. They, they held multiple titles, but only one of, like, a US or IC title to where, yet, they're not a double Grand Slam champion. Like, Miz is legitimately the first ever double Grand Slam. And I was like, that's insane. So I, I think it's all just a patsy. Like, he finally gets rid of his money in the bank because I think technically that's supposed to expire at WrestleMania anyways. It is. Uh, but it's Well, they have a full year. So I don't know if – because they used to do money in the bank at WrestleMania. Exactly. So that's why it expires at WrestleMania because they used to just do them the year like at WrestleMania. But now they do them in June. Yeah, I don't so know. They so might it's still, his own pay-per-view. So it's maybe close enough. You still have to do it by WrestleMania. Point is, though, this, this whole – we talked about it. The past, like, four – Money in the banks have just been dumb. Yeah. They just haven't meant anything. And this year especially has just been. I think they could have made it meaningful if they left it on heavy machinery, kept them as a team, and had them go for the tag titles. I'm going to say this, though. I think that for something that a wrestler can get 
that it's Money in the Bank is its own pay per view. So the the ultimate one of the, like the, it's the literal best thing you can have outside of a belt in WWE. Yeah. To just waste it on a tag title. Yeah. I, and on Otis and Heavy Machinery. I think the idea is good, and I we're in agreement on that. But I think in the grand scheme of things, that's really just kind of like such a that's such a like letdown for something that's supposed to be huge. Like yeah. Like the biggest stars in the world have had money in the bank and they've cashed in and they, when they've cashed in it's been momentous moments like Seth Rollins against Brock and Roman, Roman at WrestleMania when Edge cashed in on John Cena like these were like super uh like super momentous moments and it was like super relevant like oh my god this is insane to have like the money in the bank's briefcase go like oh yeah nice he's looking out for his buddy and they're gonna get belts like I feel like that's as much as we would have enjoyed it, I think that's a letdown, and it's super anticlimactic. And 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 good on WWE for recognizing. That. Well, I think just like at the time, it was like who could they have put it on other than like AJ Styles? Like, I know we had like Cesaro, and I think Ramos or Alistair Black. Like, he might have been well, the that's only the thing other right choice. There. You answered your own question. Who do they put it on? There's where you can like start building Cesaro. You could have built Alistair Black. Like, it looks like now they want to like push Cesaro as face and as a singles competitor. Like, too little, too late? Well, of course not, because everybody wants a Cesaro yeah. singles push. But, like, why did it take till 2021 to do this? I think the big issue was, honestly, when, like, the whole issues with Baron Corbin, I feel like ever since that, it's just been, like, money in the bank has been so mediocre. Yeah, you're not and it was And it was that. weird, because that was, that was literally all because they were punishing him. Because he did something stupid, whatever, pissed off Vince, so they made him fail his cash-in. And ever since then, he has been a huge yes-man. He does any gimmick, anything, like... I've never heard any rumors of him having issues backstage. He's been such a yes man since that, but I also feel like since then, yeah, Money in the Bank has just been meh. I hope they can rectify it this year because that'd be like, nice. I love Money in the Bank. They've, I think they've done the women's Money in the Bank. They've done very well with. Yes, I think that they haven't had any issues with the women's Money in the Bank. Like, well, they just started. It's only been like three women who've had it, right? Uh, yeah, like the only thing was the it. fact that the first one they did uh, like so much controversy behind it with mm-hmm. Carmella and James Ellsworth that they were able to make that its own story, yeah. and it was very solid. But I remember then Alexa Bliss won it and then cashed in that night with Ronda and right. Nia, which and she and so she got it. I thought that was great. And then the next year Bailey won it, and they did the same thing with Bailey. She cashed in that night. It may sound redundant, but I think that that's the recipe for the whip. They've been doing it right; like it's been working. And oh, I don't even. It was the Oscar, Oscar wasn't because right, of and Becky. she got the belt yeah. immediately. Yeah, so because I still of Becky think, going but away. I still think Oscar getting that, even if Be- Becky didn't go away, was probably at that time, June of 2020, the right decision. Yeah. So they seem to be doing the right things with the women with the money in the bank. With the men, they just cannot get it right. Yeah. The other awkward thing is, I feel like when it comes to the main event, like the main event matches, they're doing right by the women's, but then like everything else is just like bad. Like. Storylines when it comes to the titles are like nine times out of ten good, but then everything else it's like, other than Sasha and Bianca who we now know are facing each other, it's like every other women's storyline I've just not. Yeah, cared. I was just gonna say you brought up a good point. Like, if we're being honest, I think you could put up a super super legitimate and logistical argument that Bianca and Sasha should headline WrestleMania. I, there's a possibility. I think it might like, happen. I, I, no, definitely. They might Roman. co. Definitely Edge and Roman. Yes, I can see them doing it. Absolutely. Because Bianca's going to get a huge payoff and get the belt. Yes. And it's going to be in front of fans and it's going to be great. But I think from like a strictly like wrestling standpoint and a strictly storyline standpoint, like the strongest case, it, just because Roman is on the top of the world and he's doing his best work and Edge is a living legend who's coming back and when no one thought he would and he's doing excellent work. They're definitely going to main event it. And I'd imagine. 
I'm hoping that, like, Roman's matches are good because his matches this since he's come back have been very storyline driven. Yes. You're not going to have a very storyline driven match with Edge. You have to have a wrestling match. And I'm, I think Edge will have to carry that match. And I'm going to go, I think a lot of people, if they hear that, they'll argue with me. But like, Roman is a good wrestler. I love Roman. Roman's my favorite wrestler. But Roman has very like slow, grindy physical matches, right? Yeah. His matches with Kevin have been so good because Kevin can carry the pace yep. and do the high flying when he has when he has to. Roman isn't going to do that, so they're going to have to have like a very physical, almost like you have to have like a false count anywhere match, I think, because Roman is the one who has to Edge is the one that has to kind of like hurry the pace in that match because I don't think Roman is going to be the pace setter. If Roman is the pace setter, it's going to be a very slow, grindy match. I don't think that's what we want, but we might not have any other choice with a 46-year-old Edge who's coming off triple neck fusion surgery and Roman who's just always been this slow, grindy, um, physical match type of fighter. Um, I'd like to hear your take on that, though. Like, because that's something I've been thinking about ever since Elimination Chamber. It's like, because we full-heartedly believe it was Drew and Edge. Like, we, we didn't think it was actually going to be Roman. Like, I knew they were, I told you, like, a week prior, like, when Edge first won the Royal Rumble, that he's going to go to every show and Roman's going to call him out for being like, why haven't you stepped up to me? And he'll take it as a disrespect. I, I still didn't think they were going to go this way. But, like, that's the thing. Yeah, like, the match, like, so we have coming up in Fastlane is Daniel Bryan and Drew, uh, Roman, I-, I was telling you earlier, I think there's a possibility that, like, Edge cost Daniel Bryan the match because he wants Roman. Like, not so much as a heel turn, but, like, they, they can build that off that he's yeah. like, I need Roman, I want Roman. But that's not that – That's it would have to be creative to, like, get that, get that over and not make Edge look y- – yeah. But you know it- what's going to happen? I, depending on the stipulation, Roman is going to DQ or, like, Jay is going to get involved. And it's going to be not Edge interrupting that yeah. match to keep. Roman well, what Jay. I was thinking was like, say they do like maybe not like, um, uh, a lot like if they do a straight up match and Roman's just like purposely not pinning Daniel Bryan, like Edge might just come out and spear Roman to like kind of save Daniel Bryan, but ends up costing him the match at the same time. But Roman still leaves with the title, and like it depends on the stipulation they do for that match, yeah, because that'll determine how easy it would be to have an outcome where Roman definitely Roman leaves with the belt, but what's the easiest way to protect everybody involved in that match edge included? Yeah. Cause I which think, is why I think the easiest way is Jay gets involved because he's the one that you can scapegoat exactly which way to keep the status quo of, you know, Daniel not getting the belt, Roman keeping the belt edge, not having to turn heel or do anything like that just to get Roman because the thing like there's, they haven't had enough of a buildup where edge it's believable for me to be like, Edge is like, I need Roman. There just hasn't been enough storyline for me to believe that. Yeah. Like, they've had intense moments on SmackDown these past few weeks, but it's just not, like, if it was Randy Orton, I'd believe it, where Edge would do whatever it takes to get his hands on Randy. I don't believe it with Roman. Exactly. So, that's why they would have to sell so much after the fact, but they're not like, that's why I felt like they kind of planted those seeds of this past Friday, because you have Daniel, like, when he's not near Edge at all, he's doing an interview, and he straight up says that he doesn't think Edge could beat Roman. And then all of a sudden Edge appears. And that's why I was like, that's why I was thinking, like, maybe that's what happens. And it was all because of the little things they did on SmackDown, like uh, Edge going to Adam Pearce and being like, 
whoa, I won the Rumble and this dude's getting a title shot before me. We have to have a talk. And then they have a closed door meeting. And then Daniel Bryan makes the comment of Edge can't beat him. So I just feel like it's these little but, things that got the gears turning in my head. That's weird, though, because it it shouldn't matter to Edge. Or it shouldn't matter to the Royal Rumble winner. Like, it's... Yeah, they, the still, way they but the way they phrase it is they're like you get to pick what champion you want to face, but they should phrase it where like you get to pick what belt you want to fight. Yeah, for. Yeah, it shouldn't matter to Edge who's the champion. Well, that's You're why I feel like in, in previous times, like people haven't cared. Like when Dean Ambrose uh, got Brock Lesnar at Fastlane, yeah, years and, ago, like and all those things. Like I don't think anyone really cares. They were like they want the title match. This is the first time I felt like. He doesn't not so much want just the title match, but he wants that guy. Well, which is why I to, I'm not sold on that yet. They just haven't done enough work to. Well, make we still have what, like that. two, three weeks till Fastlane. I think two weeks. So, like, they could over right, the next we're, two Fridays. We're implying that Edge now is in February is already like I want Roman. I need him. Well, what's happened since January that since the Royal Rumble that makes me believe that you need Roman? Nothing. Nothing outside of two promos they've cut on two SmackDowns together. It's just not believable enough. For like, me. I feel like the only thing is the fact, like, taking Edge out of this, the way they've built Drew and... Because at the time, Drew still had the title because that Elimination Chamber match and Money in the Bank didn't happen yet. The way they built Drew and Roman and the way Roman beat Drew at Survivor Series, like, I, if you had to choose one overall yeah. person who's the sure. top guy, like... Because sure. that's what Edge is coming back. It's not just a normal guy winning the Royal Rumble and choosing who he wants. It's Edge coming back, and he's proving to everyone and himself. So, like, you don't go for second best. You go for number one. And if Roman ends up losing, he might be like, yeah, you might have gotten one over on Roman, but I still think he's the better guy right now. Like, that's like those are the, like, gears that are working in my head was the fact that, like, why would Edge choose Roman over Drew? Or the yeah, universal that is the fact that they think he, in his mind, thinks he's the guy in the company, and so he needs to prove himself against the best person in the company. Yeah, well, maybe they can build off it. I think we, you and me especially, got our heads wrapped around in, like, Rock is coming back to challenge Roman. So we we assumed it would be I Edge still thought and, that was happening. Yeah, we, so we just kind of assumed, naturally, by that logic, it would be Edge and Drew. Looking back at it, I guess it's good. Because Edge and Drew isn't really a sell. No. That's why, honestly, once he Edge showed and up Roman to... Roman can be, and I think is going to be. But yeah, Edge and Drew is... Looking back at it? No. Yeah, well, that's why, because we were like, that. because who's he going to choose, Finn? Because we were like, I know I'm fine with that. And after he cut his mm. promo on NXT, I'm like, all right, like, that's a way to make NXT, like, it's on the same level as Raw. If you put him on NXT, you're saying NXT is equivalent to Raw and SmackDown, in my opinion. But I think they were just doing that because they're trying to get some ratings boost. Sure. And they're honestly doing phenomenal things on NXT. They don't need Edge. And, yeah, I think, like, for storyline-wise, like, yeah, just Edge going for Roman is... Literally him saying, I'm going for the number one guy. I need to prove that I still have what it takes. You know, it opens up an interesting question, though, is that if Roman beats Edge, there's nobody who can beat Roman then. No. Like, like believable. Like, storyline-wise, kayfabe-wise, like, there's nobody who can beat Roman. So, if Edge loses to Roman at WrestleMania, I'm buckled up and I'm fine with it for now. But we need to prepare for Roman having that belt for... Until next WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, the only, like, right quick thinking about it, the only thing I can think of is, like, if Roman wins, if they're going to, over the next three, four, six months, like, build a Cinderella story with Daniel Bryan. You would have That's to the only seriously, thing you do. like, build someone. Yeah. And you would have to put in some of your absolute best work at building someone like you've never built anyone before. Like, honestly, I could see it being Cesaro. 
because he'd already have so much backing from the fans. People have been wanting a Cesaro singles run. So long. I saw a thing online. I think it was Sean Ross Sapp at Fightful.com. Probably. Said Cesaro, since he's come to WWE, has only had 14 singles matches. Yep. It's insane. That's stupid. One of the most gifted, talented people. Yeah. Like, I remember we were talking about, like, uh, several weeks ago, I think, maybe even a couple months at this point. I think we might, it might have been the title conversation where we were uh, – the pitch idea when you brought up, like, oh, what titles? And I mentioned tactician mm-hmm. titles. Like, he is a very, like, gifted individual. And, like, he just somehow – every time he has potential for a singles push, he just gets thrown in somewhere. Like, other than the bar, I've – kind of hated everything like i didn't think he should have been with shinsuke and uh what's his face sammy zane well, his and his original singles run when he was u.s champion as antonio cesaro yeah that was dumb that that was rough that was he needed it, a rebrand so which I 14 still seems insane that. i feel like that's got to be low because him and sheamus alone they literally did like a best of seven series you know which, maybe i'm maybe perhaps i'm wrong but even I, then I like now as you say it, it, it could be close now that i checked like it's never been just Cesaro comes out like by himself. It's always been some sort of like handicap tag team, yep. two on one, six man tag match or something that he just gets put in on these on these random ass SmackDown and Raw episodes. And I feel like their issue is like the same thing they've had issues with with like in the beginning with Asuka and Shinsuke and Finn and honestly even AJ a little bit was the fact that like if you don't talk like I don't want to say normal if you don't talk without an accent or like a normal like American accent like New York or Boston like. They hate you. Like, Vince just has a problem with that for some reason. But, like, I feel like it kind of took Finn a couple years ago getting the Universal title. I was going to say. I mean, for I... them to finally, like, because it's been years. Like, look at Shinsuke. Like, the, they, they give them the mid-card belts, but they don't give them the main titles. Yeah. Like, honestly, there was a point where, uh, like, one of the big things with, I think, AJ, even over in, like, Impact and everyone else was, like, they weren't a fan of the Southern accent. And it's like, get over it. We can understand them. Like, who cares? Yeah. That's why NXT, I felt like, was a real good push because Triple H doesn't care. If you're putting on good matches, he'll do it with you. I want to, like, chalk that all up to, like, just one massive coincidence. but It could be. Maybe it's not, and that's just shitty. Well, yeah, well, you also got to think, like, all these people that have had – because, like, one of the big things in wrestling is if you can't cut a promo, you're, like, kind of useless. Like, yeah, you can have great matches, but – if you can't cut a promo, like people are going to get bored with you. Like, look at John Cena in the very beginning. He had put fine matches, but no one cared about his character. And then other people like Apollo Crews for the longest time. Yeah, you could put on good matches, but his promos were so lackluster that I just didn't care about him. And like uh, several other people, I could say. Uh, that's why it's like when you look at it, all these people that came up from NXT, like other than Asuka and Finn. How many people, and AJ, even though he, I wouldn't say he has a thick accent, all these people that can't speak English well. Asuka, though, like, took it and has taken it to just this incredible level of just, like, Asuka, just yell in Japanese and just yeah. say whatever you want. And it's, everyone loves it. It's and, awesome. but the thing is, I feel like it also has something to do with the pandemic without fans because they can put subtitles and, like, I feel like she's starting to learn English and she says enough now. Uh, but I think that's also due to the fact that they don't really have anyone else on Monday Night Raw. Like they only oh, they're getting they're getting real. So excited! So for that. it's the problem is though, like you need to get her in there. You need to have her whooping ass, and you need to have a belt on her just soon as possible. She needs to be pre NXT title run, Rhea, all the way up to yeah. the title run. Like yeah. she can't be what she's been since returning, because unfortunately for her, like by the time she finally got to return, just so much momentum has changed and character, the landscape changed that she wasn't like. 
she's a tier one athlete, but at that time she like wasn't just because like they built so many other people like Io Shirai. It's like, well, we can't just immediately give you the title back. We just spent months building this person. Yeah, just doing the, the Charlotte thing too was just Everyone is praying so that dumb. they 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 ended they everyone believes that they ended the whole Charlotte Ric Flair thing on Monday very like well. Like it was very emotional and it had like a proper ending. It was like, okay, we can be done with this now. Mm-hmm. And everyone is praying that they don't pick the storyline back up and they just end it where it is. And if like Lacey comes back and Ric Flair's a manager, they're not gonna like cross paths. They're just gonna because I don't know if you saw the promo or not. It might have been late in the night and you had to go to bed. No. They they had a very heartfelt uh, promo where they kind of like Charlotte cried a lot. They went back and forth and she did the whole, I'm trying to save our legacy. And he's like, I'm trying to grow my legacy. Like pretty much saying he wanted to make more people. Like he wanted to manage more people and like mm-hmm. give his wisdom. Cause he's still Ric Flair. He can mm-hmm. still do these things. Uh, so it was a very emotional, like heartfelt one. So I th- think it ended on a good note. They should let I it hope. be. I hope. And they just need to stop putting her in tag matches with Oscar. Cause Oscar is the women's champion on raw. And she's had two singles matches in the past, like, four or five months. Yeah, who did she defend the belt against last? Like, uh, no, they never had that title match, I think. Or it got interrupted, and they were supposed to be a tag team going for the tag titles until Lana got, like, legitimately injured and pulled out till Royal Rumble. Now her and Naomi are going for the titles. Like, she Alexa Bliss, when they did that weird thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, like, Randy cost her the title. But yet again, it was like a two-second storyline with each other. Like, Asuka has literally done, like, nothing. You forget that there's a Raw Women's Champion. Which, like, that's not good. Like, if, if you don't want to showcase the champion every week, especially during pandemic time, so you don't have to worry about drawing in, like, fans to pay to see people, sure, you can go into, like, doing multiple storylines, and you do one one week, one the next week, and you kind of build them up. Uh, but the big thing is, like, you have a champion doing nothing. Like, all she's been doing is tagging with Charlotte going against Nia and Shayna. That literally so dumb. Nobody wants to watch She doesn't that. need a double belt no more. No. Like, that's over. We don't need double belts anymore. Like, I still think it was dumb that Sasha and Bianca face them at Elimination Chamber. They just need to build proper tag teams like normal. You ha- and They even keep saying across all three brands. So that means they're including NXT finally. And they obviously are with Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai winning the first ever women's Dusty Club. Dusty Rhodes Cup, that they get a title shot. And I don't think if 100% they need to win. Or this is where Dakota and Raquel break up, and I don't think it's time for them yet. I think they could have a really good, serious run as a tag champs and, like, set a record. You just, you can't have Dakota constantly, like, being friends with and, like, aligned with someone just, and then breaking up and just feuding constantly. Like, she did it with Tegan Knox. She did it with Candice. She did it with – she would do it again with Raquel. Like, like, I don't even know if, like, they would do that. It would just be Raquel, demol- like, just destroys her. And, like, I think you just write Dakota off for a couple it, months. But it's just that just shows they have nothing for Dakota Kai at all. Which is unfortunate. Dakota Kai has been in NXT for seven years now, yeah. right? They just have nothing for her. And I She's think never this held her- a belt. Nope. She's never done anything. Like, they had- Dakota Kai is, like, the definition of a mid-carder. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I like her. And I, I think too. I think she's been doing her best work since she came back with Raquel. And even like her title match against Io Shirai, I firmly thought she was winning. So I think they need to win the tag titles and maybe even set the new record of longest run because and stay on NXT. Not like permanently move up to Raw or SmackDown. Like properly go across all three brands. You can build tag teams. Like you got Natalia and Tamina working together on SmackDown. You got the Riot Squad. You got Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, Ember Moon and 
Shotzi working together. Like they're, they're starting to build a foundation. And I think this is where they need to stop with Charlotte and Asuka. They're singles competitors. They're not a tag team. Mm-hmm. Push. Oh, what's their face? Uh, not Liv. Uh, Mandy and Dana, because they've been a tag team since coming to Raw. Sure, Naomi and Lana, since they have a title shot coming up. Like, you're building a foundation. Use said foundation. Don't, like, start building and go, eh, we'll come back next week. We're going to go back over here. Like, stop putting Asuka and Charlotte together. It's so annoying. I, I'm. I, it's just... If you haven't learned from listening to our podcast over the last however long, I am a big fan of tag teams. I have loved tag teams my whole life, and I know Paul's very on the fence because they do, over the last, honestly, 10 years, they've had some really good strides and some really shitty, mediocre, make you never want to care about tag team wrestling strides. Like, I grew up watching Dudley Boys, uh, Le Resistance, uh, DX, like, uh, Dudley Boys, Hardy Boys, all the Christian and Edge, like all these phenomenal tag teams. And for years, tag team belts were so relevant uh, with Evolution, all these people. And then all of a sudden, it was like 2010 hit, and they just stopped caring about them. They'll do really good things. Like when uh, SmackDown went live, I felt like with the Usos and New Day and all these people, they were doing really good. And now it's like, I honestly can't even remember who the ta- – oh, it's Rude and – Ziggler like it literally I had to think hard same with Oscars like you shouldn't have to think who the champions are you should just know so it's yeah, just like, I mean you can you can think back to like any like since like professional wrestling really took off in like the mid to late 80s up until like like you said like 2010 you can name like iconic legendary hall of fame tag teams in like every decade multiples until you get to like the 2010s and 2020s and you're just kind of like eh. yeah i can like like the new day is the only tag team to me that's really like become that is going to go down as like a tag team like in the hall of fame um like the usos i guess which well it's unfortunate because with the usos like one keeps getting injured injured mm-hmm. and like i think that's what's really set them back over the years which uh apparently jimmy is back in the performance center this past week training so he might finally be good to return and clear, which would be nice because I think Usos was a, is a phenomenal tag team. But, like, the bar, they had potential with that, and then they just randomly decided to break him up and put Cesaro with a, another teammate. But it's like they keep some tag teams together for a month, maybe two, and then they just break them One up. One single back. Or decades they make, ago, they'd keep them together. Yeah, for a long time until finally it was, like, backstab. And it is, like... Those backstabs, you feel it. Like, oh my god, it's like the most biggest betrayal you've ever felt in your life. And nowadays, I'm just going, okay, when does it happen? Like, now we're just, I I wait for it. But then when they finally build teams like Iconics, I never thought they were going to split. I thought they were going to stay a tag team forever, and then they just... Yeah, they split way too soon. Yeah, and then they just put Peyton Royce in another tag team. So dumb. Well, because they realized the immense talent that Billy Kay had of (laughs) being a commentator, comedic relief. And it's one. I, I mean, they broke up way too early, but for Billy Kay, it was the best thing that could. It really has, which is insane because I think Peyton is good in the like better in the ring than Billy, but like promo wise, like I feel much. like I feel like Peyton fed off. I never really thought about it and realized it. I always thought Peyton was just overall better, but once they separated, I was like, I think Peyton like promo wise was just always feeding off Billy. Billy like, is naturally good on the mic. Yeah, like, Peyton not so much, but like you said, she. Could feed off the energy of exactly Bill. like even with Lacey now, like she was fine by herself, like and that's it, fine, like not title worthy. But with Lacey, same thing. She was kind of like it's like a, a newscaster crew, like they bounce off each other, they work well together. You don't put them by themselves because then it's like 
they're just talking to a camera and it's like, uh, this is weird. That's why Iconics were just iconic. They were perfect. They were phenomenal. Like they just fed off each other. It was perfect. So I still think breaking them up was the worst decision ever. And it's just, I feel like every chance they have, like they're like, oh, we have these tag teams. You know, let's go with these other two people. Like same thing with uh, before they they had heavy machinery, they had Usos, New Day, the Bar, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Nah, let's just start splitting people up." And all of a sudden, Tucker is—we haven't seen him in months. I, I, isn't he like chasing around the twenty-four-seven title? Or am I, I don't even—I don't even think I've seen him. I don't. I wouldn't. I honestly like, don't. Know. I legit think don't like care. he showed up randomly, did like a two-week stint, and we haven't seen him since. And now Chad Gable and Otis are together. Did Tucker do something to get punished? He like, might, or they were probably like, "Yeah, we got nothing for you, bro." Like occasionally, they might be like, "Yeah, go run at the twenty four seven title." Like even that, I feel like they stopped doing. He's every he's, week. he's just EC three part two, which is a, oh my god, that's another one. It's like they get all these talents, they have the foundation, and instead of leaving people the way they are and using them, they're like, "All right, we're gonna take you, put you over here, and now take you and put you over here." And it's like, "Whoa, that that that's not my like forte though." And it's like, "Yeah, but that's what we want." And that, that's what I feel like happens a lot. They're like, well, we want you to do this instead of being like, well, this is what you're best at. So let's make you do that. Yeah. Like Cesaro, perfect example. Like, yeah, he's great. Like when him and Sheamus were together, they fed off each other, made great promos. But Cesaro is a singles competitor. He can be. He should have had that brass ring years ago. Like I think he could have been a world champion multiple times. But it's just like. Perfect. There you go. Uh, it just feels like. And then same with Sheamus. Like, I know you're not a huge fan. You think he's boring. But I've loved him ever since the beginning. He's another guy. Like, you can do either or, but not everyone is capable of doing both roles. They can't be a singles and a tag team competitor. Like, look at AJ. They've never tried to put him in a tag team other than, like, technically with the Good Brothers because they know he's a singles competitor. You don't put him in a tag team and ruin him because you're just, like, wasting your talent. So same thing with Otis. You took him out of a tag team, now you put him in a singles. And it's like, no, he's a tag team guy. And it's the same with Peyton and Billy Kay. They're attack- it's just it's very annoying to me on how I feel like they have all this talent in the world and most of more than half I feel like they misuse. Yeah. Personally. We'll go ahead and switching topics real quick. Ooh. What do you think of the out of nowhere Paul White, aka the big show, going to all elite wrestling? Dude, that was first off, they picked up Captain Insano. Sorry, my bad. Captain Insano. Cap- goes to Captain w. Captain Insano is gonna come and put a whoop whooping on you. Um, I I still I was that was shocking. I mean, he's on commentary. Yeah, so show, right? he's primarily there because I guess they're uh like having a new series like AE Dark Revelations or something like that. I think they're just switching up AE AEW Dark and how that's going, and he's gonna be yeah focusing on commentary. Uh, I'm pretty sure like I didn't read because they said they were gonna give more reports about it, but I never looked into it. Uh. They were saying that, like, that's what he's like, kind of more of a commentary, I feel, producer role. He's not, I think, like an in ring person, which it's kind of weird. I don't know, like, if I want him on commentary. Like, he might be good. I could be wrong, but I just, I don't know. I've never ever thought, like, hey, big show, go be a commentator. I don't know. It's weird to me. I don't remember him or recall him doing commentary. Like, he's done the whole, like, maybe he's, like, sat out for a match. Oh, wait a minute. He was in the Big Show show on Netflix. I watched that. So It was okay. (laughs) You and, like, six other people, I think. I didn't say it was was good. um, I had two hours to kill, and there's, like, ten episodes, so why not? I, I feel like... 
I guess that was a name that I would never have expected to go commentary. Or no, AEW. just go to a different company. Yeah, that is and the real shocking part. It makes me wonder, like there has, like I cannot imagine Vince is happy with somebody who's been part of that company for over twenty years, just out of nowhere, because doing commentary on, on their biggest competitor in twenty years. Yeah. But- so that's uh, like good for. Big Show doing like what's best for him, and I like best of luck to him. But it made leads me to believe like did like must have been something negative that happened. I can't imagine. I'd like to imagine that Vince was like, "Well, thanks for all you've done. I wish you the best of luck," and it ended super amicably. But well, that's what I was gonna I say. I don't know. I think it's one of two things. Either that happened and Vince just went, "Yeah, like we don't need you anymore. Thank you for everything you've done." and Go do whatever you want because I feel like at this point, like like I said, AEW has not consistently broke a million. I feel like he finally thinks like, yeah, they're not really a threat. I just don't care anymore. Like if they were consistently breaking a million every week and actually competing with SmackDown and Raw, he would have probably made a lot more different the, decisions. When, if and when, and I'm leading towards when NXT Moose. leaves USA Network, if like they have to leave Wednesday nights, AEW is going to break a million. Yeah, but I, I feel like it also comes down to like, are they breaking like barely? Like they're hitting nine hundred ninety nine thousand, or are they like one point four? Say, say NXT moves to Thursdays and AEW stays on Wednesdays. NXT averages on average what six hundred, seven hundred thousand. Let's say, let's say half of that. Not even. Let's say like forty percent of that. Like half, quarter of a million. Say just two hundred thousand. Sure. Go over. Go over. That's one point one to yeah. one point two million consistently. Like depending on how much viewers go over. So like less than half of the NXT viewers who watch on NXT on Wednesdays instead of AEW go over and watch NXT on Thursdays because there's no one. You know, AEW is going to consistently like you're not with you're within striking distance of Raw at that point. Yeah, and I and I wonder too. Like I think NXT will. Maybe get to like eight hundred consistently, and like that's the weird part because we look at the numbers. Like we always see Brian Alvarez tweeting the numbers every week, and we always share it with each other. And it's just so weird. Like I kind of want to say how inconsistent they can be. Like because it feels like there are some weeks they both drop together, they both race together. One drops, the other doesn't. It's it's very strange, incredibly cyclical. And like, I feel no like consistency with these numbers. Exactly. Seems. I feel like the only time it's consistent is when AEW goes up a little bit and NXT comes down. It's because they're doing something big. Like they're like how NXT does the kind of like, I don't want to say knockoff pay-per-views, but when they did Great American Bash, Halloween Havoc, like those like it's supposed to be a step up, not necessarily a pay-per-view, but it's better than your average show. And I feel like AEW does them just as much. So I feel like those are the weeks where it's like, oh, NXT probably doesn't have a lot going on. Oh, they have their version, their New Year's Bash Part 2. All right, let me go tune in there. I feel like those weeks you can kind of notice it, but then there's other ones where I think last week we looked and they were within like twenty or 30,000 of each other. They're both like 710 and 740,000 viewers. Then all of a sudden we looked this week and AEW's back over to like 830 and AEW or NXT was still at like 710. So it's just like out of nowhere, a random extra hundred thousand people decided I'm watching wrestling tonight. And I feel like AEW, like we've talked about the casual viewers many times on this episode when it comes to WWE. I feel like AEW has such an insane amount of casual viewers that that's why their numbers fluctuate so much. I and I that. think if they didn't do as many of the like New Year's bashes, 
we would see it more because less NXT people would be watching it that night. Like there are nights you and I talk where I'm like, oh, you're watching AEW? You're like, well, no, I'm watching the, I'm just going to keep using New Year's Bash because it's the easiest one to remember part two. Because it's like, yeah, well, theoretically, something big should be happening because it's a quote unquote, like pay-per-view yeah. light. Yeah, I'm watching hockey. Yeah, or hockey. <laughs> but like we have hockey on right now and Paul keeps going, wait, why does Ralph make that face? Because I actually see like cool behind the back pass or something. But, Fun fact, actually, while we're talking about the hockey, ooh. I learned that, and this is kind of relevant to what's going on with NXT and what may happen with NXT. Hot, NHL on the NBC Sports Network has only ever broken a million views once, and it happened last Sunday. Not a Sunday? It was a, they played in, on Lake Tahoe. Oh, okay. So it was like a special event, like kind of like the Winter Classic, except not really. Gotcha. So, Hockey's never, if I understand that stat correctly, hockey has never broken a million views, except that one time last That's week. That's insane. And they've been on NBC Sports Network for like five, six years now, I think. Maybe longer. So, I mean, clearly they value hockey more. It depends on what night they want to put hockey on USA. Because they're not like they're obviously NBC is not just outright dumping hockey. Maybe after this contract or whatever happens, or I, I don't know. But clearly, they're saying like we still value hockey. It's still pulling in viewers. Maybe we could we could we could check. I just I don't want to. I don't care. So I'm just going to speculate. Like maybe hockey doesn't pull in as, as many. Of- maybe it pulls in less viewers than wrestling. Who knows? But like, there's a niche for it, and there's people will watch it, and maybe. Hockey's numbers don't fluctuate as much. Maybe there's more consistency. I can see that with like one of the four major sports viewership, and I think the network values that. I think about a network will value consistent viewership. Like if if NHL was pulling in like 600k, but it's a solid 600k just week in week out for X amount of years, they are gonna like take that as like well we can value put whatever value on that because we know what it is. Whereas like NXT is like so it's five hundred thousand, it's nine hundred thousand, it's this, it's that. You know, they don't like the non-consistent, they're the inconsistencies of it. But again, this is all speculation. I don't care about viewership. I don't care about learning about. You know, we can Google it if we want. I like I like speculating. Yeah, if, if people want to start getting us sponsorships, where I can quit my day job, <laughs> I will. I will look into these things and be like, Paul, here's your uh, file for the well, week. Well, I can just look over the numbers, discussing whatever the theory we can assume. X happens, so I can discuss why oh, I love because of X. Yeah, well, there's a there's a uh, a cliche out there that uh yeah, an when I assume is, I'm right. No, there, an economist <laughs> is stranded on a desert island, and he assumes he has a boat. And because I study economics, that's where it came from. But it's so when you, the the kind of like cliche is that like when you discuss economics, especially, you always like assume this happens, assume that happens, and a lot of times you can't just assume these things happen. So you take it to the extreme, like he's on a desert island and he assumes he has a boat. He doesn't have a boat, but he's going to be like, well, assume I do. So that's why I'm talking like it's easy to just go assume this, assume that when like we don't actually know the numbers. So it could be vastly different. But if we just assume hockey may pull in less viewers, but if it's consistent, the network values that. That's fair. And for anyone who, and by anyone, I mean everyone who can't see my face, Paul gave that <laughs> reference. I had no idea what he was saw. I thought he was going to go with the cliche of like, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. No, it was a bad, I take all the Well, no, other people might joke. actually know that one. Uh, but like, I mean, once you say it, I'm like, okay, I get what you're I'm saying. I'm pretty sure that. I but heard I it so... off like some political commentary thing. <laughs> so I, 
and I had never heard it before. I doubt anywhere. Sorry, but disregard, <laughs> disregard everything I just no, said. No, after you explained it, like, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, we can assume things, but and then it obviously feeds into like, yeah, you can assume he has a boat. Well, you assumed and makes that ass you to you. Like, sure, me. well, when you're sure, if you want to like assume you have a boat, then yeah, you can make it. You can pretty much calculate what's going to happen after that. Exactly. You get off the desert island, off the boat, you make it home, and everything's okay. But. Is that the reality? Exactly. Yeah. No, but it's easier to just say we assume this and we can make our inferences based off what we assume there. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, bad joke. Sorry. No, it's no, fine. I'm not eating because your dog tried to get up on the back of the couch and failed the first time. <laughs> like, just straight slid back down. Uh, but, yeah, like, it would be interesting to see because it might even be, like, say they do move NXT because they're like, all right, let's see how hockey does. If hockey says – keeps breaking in 600,000 and they're under NXT, but all of a sudden NXT is getting – say 900,000, they'll be like, oh, hey, we're getting way higher average ratings. We want to keep that there. So it'd be interesting to see because I'd imagine the network has to have a say. Yeah, maybe they just say stop trying to compete with this other company and just go where you're going to get the most viewers. Yeah, because like that's how we obviously know Fox has a lot of input, 100%. More than NBC, I'd assume. Significantly. Because NBC doesn't seem to give a shit what's happening with Raw. No, I really don't think. They're just like, oh, sick. Like our average, a million viewers were good, dude. That's honestly because like you think of like USA Network, like they've put out good shows in the past, like Burn Notice, White Collar, stuff like that. But then when I compare them to Raw, I'm like, you know, I bet you they still weren't breaking like 1.2 million. Like they were getting average of seven to eight hundred thousand, like NXT. So they're like, you know, hey, 1.2, we're good. You keep doing you, just keep getting us those views. Like that's the only thing I could think about is like USA Network puts out good shows, but they're not like they're not Fox, they're not CBS, they're not like all these other. Like they're they're tier two, I would say, in like the cable co- cable world. So they're probably like, you know, hey, we're happy with this. We don't care as long as you, as soon as they drop like below eight hundred thousand, they'll be like, whoa, okay, now we gotta figure some stuff yeah, out. But they're also just part of a larger conglomerate. Yeah, that is NBC. Exactly. So, but like that's the thing. NBC is like NBC. So USA Network is like, yeah, you're like my redheaded stepchild. Just go, just keep, do you? Like, they just let them be as long as nothing horrible goes wrong. So it, it would be interesting to see if NXT moves and if, yeah, they spike in viewership. Like, for all we know, if half of AEW comes over NXT, now they're breaking a million viewers. Um, So same thing. Like, it's one of those things. Say we believe AEW will break a million. Say they break on average and they 1.1. But then NXT starts breaking. They average 1.1. You might as well leave them where they are because it's the same thing of getting 750, 750. So why not just move it so you can get the 1.1 when you can tell they're still technically competing with each other because they're getting the same views. So I think it all comes down to, honestly, personally, like I complain about year, months ago about AEW fans and non-WWE fans complaining about Vince and they take their frustration and personal feelings towards Vince out on WWE. Like, they'll do something. WWE will do a wedding with Rusev. Oh, this is the stupidest thing ever. I can't believe people are That's doing a, that to it's him. okay when AEW But then AEW does it because they don't have their personal feelings towards Vince. They go, hey, yo, whatever. Hey, it's cool. He's not the one coming out of a cake, so we're fine with it. Yeah, and you have to realize how much of it is Vince or how much of it is Vince having to answer to the executives that gave yes. him multiple billions of dollars to buy his yep. show and put it on their network. Exactly. If you gave somebody a billion dollars to acquire the rights to their show and they put out shit, you're not going to be happy with that. Yeah. And it's their job to satisfy those people who upfronted the money. Or even if they just gave you a small loan of a million dollars. That's really good. That is a good Donald Trump. <laughs> wow. You know, I've joked about in the past saying, you know, I'm going to start doing impersonations here. I honestly, you know, Paul and I are best friends. That wasn't bad. Paul actually. is top three of my friends, 100%. And he knows who the other two are. I'm top one. He won't so, never admit it, especially where it can go. 
on record. When it's on record, I'm top uh, one of one. I don't do a lot of my voices, and like I make stupid little noises, and I'll do like my Boston or my New York for Paul, but I don't really do other things. No, you so. do the noises for everybody. Well, that's you must have. You're super comfortable with just making noises to anyone and everyone. Well, yeah, so my issue is whenever someone asks, like you might hear, no, you I do my best not to make noises on here just because people will be like, "What's wrong with that?" It's more for my ADHD. It, it really helps me. Like I, I do a lot of movement, a lot of tapping. It really helps me calm and think. Like, uh... yeah, we all just producer, producer Danny distracted us. Sorry. Uh, she was looking at the fridge. I was getting ready to be like, "Yo, you guys want to get dinner after yeah, this?" My treat. I'm hungry. Yeah. No. We'll we'll. we'll... We'll get dinner. Okay. Not your treat. We're, my we're my treat. It's going on record. It's my treat, but it'll really be your treat. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Jeff, she leaned into the microphone you're using. Yeah, that's not even plugged in. It's just for aesthetics for me. Because I like to, I like to, it's, it's just for aesthetics. So I, I'm holding my I'm holding my microphone and I I pretend to talk to you. I, so so we, we put a microphone in the middle of the table, but I have a microphone too, but I like to hold it and talk into it as if it's plugged in just for the aesthetics and whatever. Danny comes up to the Leans one that's in. not plugged in and talks into it. It, it, it. That one even might still like, uh, what's it called? Uh, like picked it up. So you might hear a little faint, like, I'm hungry. But like, I don't even know if that got picked up. But Producer no. Danny, do we get another sponsor? No, we'll keep trying. All right. Yeah. Get, oh, Ralph, get, speaking, get, of, speaking of sponsors, Ralph. Oh, which one? What do you mean, which one? I don't know. Our only one. Yeah, I know. You want to talk about them? Yeah, honestly, I'm about to actually order more product from them because I ran out. Order from who? Raise Energy. Raise Energy. Tell me about Raise Energy. Oh, Raise Energy is delicious. It is a zero sugar energy drink with many flavors, which honestly, I love energy drinks. Paul, maybe not the biggest fan. He's seen me drink Monster, Red Bull, Venom. I Like I said, I don't mind Raise Energy. I really yeah. don't. It's. I feel like a lot of people, they don't like energy drinks because you can taste like uh, this is going to sound stupid, but you can, like, taste the energy portion of the drink. Like, you can taste, like, yeah, the all, yeah, all, all the crap they put in it, and, like, they're trying to mask with the flavor. This one, I feel like the flavor, they put more in it, and it's zero sugar. And, honestly, I've had energy drinks where, like, a couple hours later, I'm like, man, I'm trying to get, like, a little groggy. I mean, I've never had that kind of feeling from Ray's. And there's a lot of people who say the same thing. They don't have that, quote-unquote, crash. The, the taste is so much smoother, too. For a guy who doesn't it drink is. energy drinks... The taste and the biggest thing is that battery acid aftertaste that you get from the other guys. Raise Energy is a lot smoother than it goes down a lot easier. And again, like when Ralph brings them over, I, I dabble in about a half. They're hour. they're delicious. I try I try to again. I, it's not Raise Energy. I just try to stay away from energy drinks. But I have no problem drinking eighteen cups of coffee a day. Yeah. But Raise Energy, which is really, funny because I hate coffee. Yeah, right. Paul's all like, "Yo, Duncan, you want to come in?" I'm like, "Yeah, fuck that." Do they have, Actually, they got Do they have a coffee flavor Raise Energy? I don't know. Why would I ever look for that? Look for it for me. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, try if you're interested, sure. But I don't yeah. like coffee, so just like the mango one, I gave you that one because yeah, it was, yeah. Good. No, it was good. Like, where, like, they, where would anybody go, though, if they wanted to get Raise Energy? Where do they go? Well, if you wanted to do it right from the convenience of your own home, you could just simply go to Raise Energy and repsports.com or follow the link in one of our link trees or on our Facebook page. I like Use that. code R2D2 and you R2P2. get... R2P2. R2, shit, damn it. <laughs> Did it again. Oh, I shouldn't have used that code. Use promo, card, <laughs> promo code R2P2. Uh, not R2D2 because that's Star Wars. R2P2 because that's me. Uh, and you will get 10% off your purchase. 10% off, and you're helping us, your favorite annoying wrestling podcasters. The most must-listen-to podcast of all time. The yeah, yes. Can you do that Donald Trump voice? It, like saying that? Yeah. Th this is, without a doubt, the most 
indefinitely, like possibly, but most likely the most <laughs> listened to podcast you ever have to listen to. You know it. I know it. <laughs> Ever, I know it. You know it. Ivanka knows it. Everyone oh! knows it. <laughs> That's incredible. I love it. Awesome. Well, thanks, Donald, for stopping by. I'm sure you're busy doing other stuff. I don't know. Um, I don't even go, know what's happening to him go, anymore. Go ahead to, uh, go ahead to repsports.com. Use the code R2P2 to save 10% on your raise energy order. And we hope you enjoy it as much as we do. And honestly, even if you're the person, if you like uh, candies, there's literally one that tastes like sour gummy worms. There's a Starburst. Specifically, it's the pink Starburst. Like, it's not like, because if I say Starburst, you'll be like, well, which one? Because there's like 18 different (laughs) Starburst flavored. Um, The voodoo I just had is like a citrusy, ooh, like, I even had my sister try it, and she's like, it's kind of almost like an orange creamsicle. And I was like, it's definitely citrus of some sort. And I, I really enjoyed it. And then I just tried the Apollo one. It honestly tastes like – no one's going to believe me on this one, Lissa. It tastes like one of my favorite Mountain Dews. Uh, shit. And now, of course, Lime I can't Lime. remember. No, it's the one that it's all the Mountain Perfect Dark. No, not Perfect Dark. Pitch Black. No, you're you're not going to guess it. Those are the best Mountain Dews. Incorrect. Um, The best the Halo ma- 3 cherry flavor <clears throat> that they did no. like 10 years ago. No. The best Mountain Dew, which I cannot find anymore because I'm pretty sure it was limited time, it's all the Mountain Dews together. What? It's literally – you drink it and you just get – you taste them separately. It's the Dr. Pepper of Mountain Dews. It really is. Like no lie. Like I want to say it's called Liberty Dew, but I feel like that's wrong. And it, it tastes like that and I'm like, oh my god, this is bad for me because I'm about to buy like a case of 24 and I'm just going to slam these every day because that is still to this day my favorite Mountain Dew and you can't find it. Now it's Frostbite, which is yeah. But honestly, the Apollo, like, it doesn't give you flavors on the can, so I'm, like, guessing. I drink, and I'm like, oh, my God, they make my favorite Mountain Dew. Like, Well, they make it in Ray's Energy now. They do. So go ahead, check out Ray's Energy. Ralph, get me a shirt. I, I'll try and get you one. I am actually wearing – we brought it up because I am wearing one. It is so comfortable. Yeah. It's, like, Ray's Energy, soft they, cotton. They do no wrong. I still have to try because they also, like, the rep sports side, they also do, like, pre-workout, stuff like that. And I have, like, a bunch of these, like – sleep aid drinks that i want to try yeah because i can't find any that help me so I'm, I'm about to start trying a bunch of stuff and you know maybe i'll start pumping some iron there you go i'll start using some pre-workout right. i like it i doubt it we all know all right, I ain't, well, we all know i ain't gonna do shit all right well do you want to wrap up this uh podcast with a pitch do you have well, let's see what would my pitch be uh yeah i i even introduced that idea and i i've i've honestly didn't even think to bring up a pitch uh, let's see. What can I do? We don't you have got to. one? No. Well, I feel like I could uh, give me a topic. Give me a theme. I'll come up with one right on the spot. Give me a person that you'd want to see, like work, you know anything. Pitch for a new stipulation for a match that you would use for the main titles. A like none of this, like no more, like you can't, like no holes barred, steel cage, falls count anywhere, last man standing. What would I, I think it's time for like a new match or bring back a, bring back a super, super forgotten one. A new match. Honestly, my, my pitch would have been exploding barbed wire death match, but that was taken. <laughs> uh, honestly, I am still a fan of, and I know this will never come back. I loved first blood matches. Like 
It, it was like the problem with going full hardcore matches, without going full. Well, hardcore. I've always thought like if you fuck up and you accidentally, <laughs> I've always like, thought that you too. Accidentally like nick somebody on just like one oh crap, this spot, wasn't supposed to. You're like, all right, match is over. You do yeah, first I, blood, which is why like I'm, a shoelace comes across your <laughs> eyebrow or just cuts you over. You just like, get like fuck. uh carpet burn like sliding, and you're like, yeah, oh you shit, just scrape your knee or something, or you and they're just scrape your shin, and they're just like, well, I see blood. Which is exactly which is why I'm pretty sure that match went away is because of stupidity like that. But honestly, uh. I love the old school I quit matches, like John Cena, JBL. Like, not what it is now, where it's just they kind of beat each other. Yeah, like, they're, like, literally, they're quitting because they think they're about to die. Like, their opponent is so ruthless and relentless that they're massacring them. Like, I keep going back to JBL and John Cena because I think that was my first ever I quit match. And it was one of those ones where they replay it, it's black and white because they don't want to show all the blood. It was (laughs) insane. JBL went full out on that one. Uh, but honestly, the one match that I always liked, that I, I think it went away because a lot of people weren't fans of it. Maybe not so much the main title, but maybe a mid card like ICU US is the submission only matches. Yeah, I we haven't. I seen would those agree in a with that. Time. It's that's those are those really aren't easy to do though. You no, have to you have very, to be a technical very, people. You have to be a very talented wrestler to to be able to do that. But and, that's why I thought it had a chance because they did it. They even used it as like a, a storyline, like. Uh, like I'm just gonna use Daniel Bryan as an example because I can't remember the exact person without looking you up. Like, say for instance, Daniel Bryan was going towards uh, John Cena. John Cena was the champion. So how can you put the ball in your court? Oh, I am a tactician expert. I'm a submission specialist. I'm gonna make it a submission only match because you have no submission in your arsenal. Like you might be able to get a rear naked choke because anyone could do a rear naked choke, and that's where the STFU that became. I don't even remember what it was called. I think just the STF now because his uh, attitude adjustment used to be called the FU. And then when he used the STF as a, a submission, it became the STFU just because it was a plan, his old yeah. one. And like all of a sudden, John Cena had it a submission move. And you're like, holy shit, this dude just tapped out this expert because he did it. And I feel like it was one of, it's one of those specialty things that you can bring out and I, it just it adds a different element. Or if you go up against someone like uh, – you have Daniel Bryan versus, I don't know, Cesaro again, a submission-only match, or even Drew Gulak, who's doing literal nothing because yeah. he's getting wrecked ever since going to Raw. Like, those guys could have had a submission-only match, and that would have been sick. Hey, fuck it, dude. Let's do death matches. I don't care. Let's do a death match in WWE. Let's do it. Now, who do you want? Well, uh, I mean, the guys who would like well, – you had, you had Dean Ambrose. That would have been perfect. It, but – uh. I'm pretty sure there are guys who would do a death match right now. Well, I mean, like, who would you want is what I'm saying. Who would I want to see in a death match? Yeah, right here, right now, if you could name two people. See, I didn't actually go as far as to think who would I want to see in it because, like, well, Drew Gulak was in CZW. Leo Rush was in CZW. A lot of people actually have been uh, advocating. They want Leo Rush to come back and join her business. So, I mean, I could do The biggest hype guy. I could, he no he, he didn't really hype for me. What? He Dude, he of, was great with Bobby Lashley. I think like ah, that's a really good one actually. I think believe I think Drew would be good in a death match. Honestly, um, the only the first one that comes to mind and is number one to me is Bray Wyatt. I I think I would have him or Fiend, either one. I think they would be perfect. I could be wrong, but yeah, Bray would probably be good. Um, I mean. 
Randy Orton used to take like thumbtack spots, right? Oh so yeah. He, so whenever did. people give me the bullshit, like I even sent Paul a meme, and I think I shared it on our Facebook. Like, uh, whenever someone goes, "Oh, isn't wrestling just fake?" and you pull out like your little filing cabinet of proof that it's not one hundred percent fake, like, like it's scripted. Yeah, like one he of, knew he knew he was going to jump on these thumbtacks yeah, here. But my go to video is Mick Foley versus Randy Orton, and he dumps out the tax trying to get Mick Foley. Mick Foley reverses it, drops him on thumbtacks. That shit ain't fake. He gets up. You see him stuck in his back. There's one uh, when Chris Jericho, he took a thumbtack spot, I don't know, like 10-ish years ago, and he literally said it took him like I think 25 minutes to get him all out of his back. He got so many, and he's like started bleeding because, sure, you're not going to bleed profusely in a lot, but that shit's still going to suck. Not going like, to that, That's the next level acupuncture. Like, yeah. so whenever people are like, oh, it's fake, I'm like, bruh, how many, like, injuries do you want me to show? How many of this do you want me to show? Like, I, I always tell people the script, yes, it's scripted, and the kicks and punches are fake. Everything else is real. Yeah, I can't punch you in the face because if you get knocked out, well, now we have no match. Like, anyone who says that and shits on it, like, you go find a buddy and record yourselves putting on a better wrestling match then. Yeah. And if you can do a better job or you think it's easy just because it's scripted, and the punches and kicks aren't real, then by all means, go do it. Yeah, there's I mean, a, the chops are real. Yeah, like, yeah, watch a uh, Daniel Bryan match sometime. Watch a Walter let, match. Let, let him, look at him as he comes out to the ring, and then look at him as he goes away from the match. <laughs> let me know how fake that is. Yeah, Sheamus, too, is a good example for that. Yeah, <laughs> well, I just feel like Daniel test. Bryan, it could just be his skin, because, like, Sheamus gets super red. Daniel's, like, purple, red, yeah, he's every he's, shade yeah. by the time he leaves a match. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. So whenever people say it, I'm like, Sh- I will give you it's scripted because it is a television show. It's not a sporting event. Like, I, I guess you could say it kind of is, but no, it's a television show. And uh, we're going to rant on that so many times and people need to get over it. Like, no, just let us enjoy what we enjoy. Yeah. Like, there are people who still go, oh my God, Breaking Bad was like the greatest show I've ever watched. Nah, son, that was such a mediocre show. I couldn't stand it. I'm leaving that alone. That, you can that's that. why I haven't watched The Wire. Because people are like, it's the best show that's ever existed. I'm like, I'm waiting for me to watch it and be like, this was like B minus at best. And there are shows I like. The best show ever exists was China, Illinois. I have no idea what you just, I don't even know what it is. You didn't know what China, Illinois was? It was on Adult Swim, like. Oh my god, dude! What, it's funny. Whenever we talk shows, it always goes back to Paul talks Adult Swim twenty years ago. Like it was at home videos or whatever. It home was. movies. Home uh, movies. To be honest, I keep calling like, home videos. Adult Swim, like from like two thousand three to like two thousand fourteen. Probably the best shit of all. Time. Honestly, it was probably underrated to the point where I've kind of considered going back to watch that stuff. But like. I'm just saying, there are shows I'm I enjoy. I'm just throwing other... out some random shows. I know. But, like, just like a be- the best example right now is people who go, Rick and Morty's the dumbest thing. And then the elitists that love it go, Well, you're just not intelligent enough to understand it. No, some people just don't like the dumb comedy they, they, they both do. They sound dumb. Other- exactly. It's just let people enjoy what they want to an extent. I will give you that because that can be taken <laughs> out of context. <laughs> if you enjoy killing people, that sucks. You can't do that. That is bad. So, we're just going to stick to TV shows. If you enjoy like a show, okay, I'm not going to shit on you. You do you, boo boo. You do you. That's all I got today. I, that is a very trigger like topic for me. I don't know why. Yeah, we save that for next episode. We can just do a whole non wrestling. Oh, dude, I could literally go shows. 40 minutes of just ranting oh, about mean. people and stupid shit like that. Because then I'll tangent into other stupid shit people complain about. I'll get you going. Oh, yeah, I know that's the annoying. <laughs> Paul knows what irritates me because I tell him what irritates me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm good because I'm now just thinking about food. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and uh, think about 
making the food happen for Ralph. So mm, go ahead and nuts. check out. Go ahead and check us out on Facebook. You can find us at Face the Heel. You can also find us on Twitter at Face the Heel One. Don't forget to go to Rep Sports and get your raise energy. Use the promo code R two P two. Save ten percent on all your raise energy needs. My name is Paul. That guy is Ralph. We are the Face the Heel podcast, brought to you by Raise Energy. We'll 